Hello and welcome to Extra Voices, the Extra Life podcast focusing on the efforts of extra lifers around the nation and the staff of the Children's Miracle Network that works to change kids' health. Today is the final episode of my 2022 game day replays, and yes, that means new content and interviews are on the way soon. For this segment, I brought in my old Her Loyal Sons podcasting co-host, Shane. Shane and I spent years talking about Notre Dame football, college footballs, and casting sims of NCAA 14 on Twitch. Our podcasting run was also filled with all kinds of technical issues, which we somehow managed to recreate live on stream as Discord refused to let Shane hear me. So enjoy that little taste of technical pain that we always experience as this episode starts. While we had a blast, we are both happy to retire that game of podcasting and bring you a different side of us. This segment occurred immediately after the U.S. men's national team got bounced from the World Cup. So we spent a decent amount of time talking about a sport that even our most loyal listeners had never heard us talk about. We then shift to the good old standby of Notre Dame football, specifically focusing on how we are taking in the games and the sport in a post-podcast retirement lifestyle. Most importantly, we talk about video games to close it out. Shane is an avid gamer and is a massive Pokemon fan. We spent a bit of time talking about the now somewhat new Scarlet and Violet. And by the way, a little bit of an update and a spoiler in this episode, Santa did indeed deliver Scarlet and Violet to my oldest and I, and we both picked Sprigato as our starter. Now with that important news out of the way, enjoy this segment with Shane and I. Censored again as best as I could, and and a very, very hard attempt to keep this podcast feed somewhat family-friendly, while my streams and content most definitely aren't. Enjoy. Yeah, I still can't hear you if you you can hear me. Yeah, I can can hear you just fine, so you can't hear me at all? I mean, you're you're lighting up and all that good stuff, so everything looks fine on my end. I even think the, the stream might be able to hear you. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> God. Oh, do you hear me at all? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. If I can hear them in in my headphones, I know you can hear them as well. Yeah. I, again, if you can hear, I can see that your little icon is lighting up, but I, I don't hear you. Uh, I'm on my uh, AirPods. <laughs> oh man. I wonder if it's well, well why am I giving you troubleshooting stuff? Because if you can't hear me I'm gonna try this on my laptop. I, I'm on my phone right now. Let me try to switch to my laptop. Alrighty. This is beautiful. It's like the HLS podcast never ended. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. It's all it's like we never stopped, Shane. It's not like any other. Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, uh, I would say, you know, first off, I'm glad we we were able to get together uh for yeah, those man. listening the, the original plan was to have them on the bi week pod that y'all heard in the witching hours, uh but things uh didn't quite work out. Uh, yeah. But I was like, I'm going to make sure I get Shane on for sure. And it just so happens it's, it, it lined up perfectly with the end of whatever that was of the World Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, you can call it whatever it was. This is to me like a, you know, uh, just like a traditional U.S. 
you know, young team trying to trot something out there that they don't really know what they got performance. Like, you know, survive a group stage where it's kind of by the skin of your teeth where you have one, at least one disappointing result. And then as soon as you get into eliminations, you get proven uh, exposed and, 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 and exited. So, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a good sign for things to come. But, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, and what was driving me nuts in particular, I don't know if it was driving you crazy, it seemed like the the U.S. wanted to make a point almost throughout the entire tournament that, you know, things are different this time, so watch us score pretty goals, and they tried way too hard to score the pretty goals, and instead, you just, you got a whole lot of extra touches, people afraid to shoot, and as soon as they got into the box, it's like all, all brains would short circuit and they forgot what to do. Um, and, you know, the first goal of the tournament from way up was, you know, right up there. Very pretty. But the goal that got us into the knockout round was classic U.S. to hell with it. Crash the net. Sacrifice your balls. Here we go. Let's do whatever it takes to get in there. And, you know, sometimes you got to get a little bit ugly. And uh, it was just fr- a frustrating watch. I, I knew we were going to be a long shot to win today, but it was just so incredibly disappointing, especially when the Netherlands like, oh, we're going to counter and score now. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I knew things were, um, I don't know, going to be disappointing. Um, I-, I forget who it was. Actually, no, it was, it was, uh, Dest had the ball just outside the box uh, in, in the first half. And he was surrounded by four defenders who did not crash him. They waited to see all of them stood around him like they were about to be out of him in an 80s movie. Uh, watching, waiting to see what he was going to do without trying to intervene, without trying to, like, to go for the ball. I think the, the dynamic between the two teams was established by the Netherlands early. Where basically the Netherlands said, like, look, man, you guys, if you can possibly deign to sneak through our defense in whatever fashion you, you you pretend you're going to we don't really believe you've got shooters because they don't they don't they, no, have, they, don't. they don't have tradition you know but it's it was pretty evident that netherlands was content to kind of let them see what they could do but yeah man they it, it kind of played into that strategy the fact that the u.s was looking to do you know four or five touch pass shots man they couldn't get past touch three you know touch two sometimes like they they were just Tap, tap, gone. Tap, tap, rejected. Tap, tap, shot, you know, way outside, way outside the goal marker. It's just like, I, I don't know, man. It, it, they, were, they were trying to do cute stuff. But at the same time, I do have to say, man, one thing I don't think anyone is going to talk shit about or at least call out because I don't know if we just don't want to or if there's some anti-nationalism sentiment with that. But I, I, my biggest problem this whole World Cup, I'll be honest, has been Kristen Pulisic's fucking body language, man. That dude. Oh, really? Yeah, man, I, you you can go back and watch. You, you can go back to watch, watch the third match, and you can but go back and watch this one. Nobody on the U.S. team does theatrical gesturing, disappointment, vocalizing agitation quite like Christian Pulisic on the national stage. I, I don't know that he's aware that he's kind of being that expressive. He may not be because he's young, and you know, I, I know, I know, I myself was have have been you know, asked to shut the fuck up at bars multiple times in my 20s because I was a very loud person too. I just don't, I don't think he is aware, but he's the only one throwing his arms up in frustration when uh, someone's not looking for a pass or when the pass doesn't come to him when he's open on the uh, on the wing. Like he's the only one I saw this entire tournament on the on the U.S. side 
doing shit, like throwing his hands in the air and and pointing and doing like the exasperated arm wave of oh i didn't get the ball like i didn't see that from anybody else so tbh i mean not not the best not the best performance by the whole team but i feel like you know ever since he, he gave up the c you know pulisic is more in in I, it just seems like he feels more uh I don't know. Frustrated with 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 the, with the way the national team performs, you know, once it actually gets to match time. I don't know. No, I I mean that's something, you know, I didn't even, you know, dawn on me, but going back to think about it as far as yeah, you're you're right as far as the body language. Uh the only other time we saw something like that, we, you know, was from our own goalkeeper when the defense just decided to lean into their classic US bag of, "Ah, no, nah, we're not going to do it this time." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and at that point, it's it's completely justified because you know there's nothing more frustrating for a goalkeeper. That's a, that's a huge goal for a single body to defend, and when yeah. your your defenders just forget to mark people, I mean, it's just not going to end well for you. No, <laughs> man, going to be pissed. The precision that the U.S. was up against today with the Netherlands was some shit that they never even imagined seeing. I, I don't know if they if they right. actually scouted the team or not, but. You know, the, the just it was one, two, three. Every man in position, shot, fire, boom, on target, goal. Every time Netherlands tried, they scored. Yep. It, you know, it, it's something that you know was going to expose the young team because honestly, I can tell you, even going back to the eighties, the Netherlands' job or one of the things that they pride themselves on is not really being beaten by kids. You know, they don't they don't mm-hmm. really do that. Shit. There, there's a bit of like, a, oh, you just showed up on this stage. We've all been here for at least three of these, so. You know, watch and learn. Um, so yeah, I mean, classic Netherlands uh, ouster. But you know, also you know, I, I, again, I'm not trying to just shit all over the U.S. I, I do feel like if this is a much better place than they were eight years ago. Well, but, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's just a, <laughs> it's still a long way to go, man. Yeah, and, and I think it's just the like I said, the most frustrating part was uh, you know. I think you're right. They really didn't have a full identity of who they were. I think all the way down to, you know, Pulisic has to take every single set piece where maybe you actually say, hey, somebody else take it. And maybe Pulisic, you know, goes throw your body at something because nobody else seems to be finding a way to, you know, get off a mark. Uh, it was just like the lack of, you know, we tried to be creative in the wrong ways. It almost felt like it. And part of yeah. me was, was missing the, you know, just reckless abandon. Who gives a crap? We're going to win somehow. It doesn't matter if it's the ugliest damn goal you see. That's how we're going to do it. And I think nothing really summed up the U S more than the one goal that they scored was basically by pure accident where I'm not even sure Haji knew he touched the ball. <laughs> but, yeah. And then yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then, like five minutes later, we cough one up. I'm like, boy, if that doesn't feel like U.S. soccer, I don't. Well, men's soccer, that is. I don't know yeah. what else does. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty brief summary of what the experience is like. I mean, they had a shot there too, right after they scored to get another one in. Uh, they did not put it together, and then, of course, the Netherlands instant instantly made them pay for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to pretend like. Like he knew, like how did it happen to see his foot graze the ball? I just don't think he realized that it was going to do do what physics did and arc perfectly over everyone's head into the corner. But hey, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to sit here and complain when the U.S. scores again. It's been long enough since the World Cup stage where the U.S. had a chance to even do that. But you know, when when you have three goals in the entire tournament and you know, two of them kind of felt like, whoops. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that's not exactly the, the, the best place to, to feel like you're at. Yeah, you had one, it's like, oh, this is different. Then you had, oh, that's just the classic, let's just throw our bodies at it. And then the other one was, oh, look at what I found. Yeah, one was, oh my God, one was, that's a penis. And the last one was, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but yeah, uh, one thing I, I do love is, you know, from this team, like on the positive side, like there's, there's actual touches with purpose, especially in the midfield. Like the midfield play is, is really, really good. Obviously we can't finish to save our lives because there's no true nine, no, no true attacker uh, and, and finisher, which, you know, Hey, we knew that going in there. It wasn't a huge surprise. Right. Um, and you know, the defense has always been, you know, kind of a headache, but they, they kind of played punched above their weight for a couple of key games, uh, particularly against England. And and really, you know, forcing England to a winless draw was was kind of the most shock. One of the more shocking results of the tournament. If the entire tournament hadn't been as topsy turvy mm-hmm. as it was for the majority of it, that might have gone down as one of the bigger shocks. But it's like a footnote because of all the other insane. Shit that yeah, man. Yeah, Asian, con- Asian countries are out here fucking up everyone's day. Uh, I-, I couldn't <laughs> believe that Japan managed to beat both. Spain and Germany in one they round. Won. <laughs> they won the group. What they the won hell? the group. South Korea helped me hit on a six-team parlay that I placed five months ago. <laughs> Where, <laughs> um, just yeah, this 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 World Cup, man. I love the upset cup. I, I, I like. I, it's fun when you see these. You know the blue the blue bloods kind of stomp the yard, but. After the seven nothing Spain result, like I've really been enjoying seeing just how global parity is showing its face. Like you know, in, in the era where uh, technological advances, uh, you know, are are shared worldwide in, in the in the in, with the via the internet so quickly and so effortlessly in the in, in the Olympics and all these other international events. Like you can tell that all these all these countries are sharing notes, man, because there are no like holy shit pull away gods stomping on little tiny little you know pieces of shit. Uh, like like in some yeah i mean cut you know cut her and get the fuck out of here but everybody else um is pretty evenly matched nowadays yeah yeah the u.s just lost three to one to another so not exactly everybody but you know let's not talk about conquer calf because you know frankly nobody wants to talk about conquer calf um but you know other, we, we other had to part- represent it like what the hell How, at least that happen? <laughs> at least the african nations in the apac league man those motherfuckers are kicking ass this year i love it Oh yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but like with parody, like usually, and and for those that I, I've said it before on Twitter, uh, but basically, and, and Shane knows this as well. My, you know, obviously it's the U.S. tops. Then I start leaning on my heritage, so I root for Mexico pretty hard, unless they're playing the U.S. Obviously, then it's like the most intense rivalry ever. And yeah. then I get to bandwagon Germany. Well, this year Germany got the boot. I, <laughs> you mean Das Boot? <laughs> yeah, they got Das Boot in the and and Spain nearly got it at the same time. Like they were at a razor's edge from not going forward either, which would have been hilarious. And then Mexico decided that they weren't going to show up until the third game of the tournament. And by then, it was too freaking late. And the hilarious part about that is they came within like a goal 
of yep. being booted out of the tournament by getting more yellow cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were about yeah. to get fair played. <laughs> they were about to get fair played, you know, sending, you know, Poland in for the first time since 1986. Poland, by the way, another team on my parlay <laughs> that, that blew my mind. Um, I, I, Amazing. I, I couldn't believe, honestly, that, that, that Mexico looked as disjointed as they did, you know, I, I understand that the group was, you know, not exactly uh, a cakewalk, but man, like, you know, again, Poland, we all watched that Poland game. Like, look, you, you talked about who you, your order, your, your order of rooting interest. I went, I go U S. Okay. And then after that, as a child, I was a real, real big Czech Republic fan. I love Pavel Nedved, probably one of my favorite players ever. Just such a quick, tiny troll of a man. Um, but after that, now, you know, my wife is Polish. So I, I was sitting there saying, holy shit, Poland made it in. You know, I got a bunch of neighbors here that fly Polish flags and stuff. So it's become kind of a sentimental, uh, rooting interest. But as I was watching that game, I, all I could see on Twitter was you losing your fucking mind about Mexico. And I just kind of be like, should I tell them I'm rooting for Poland or should I just let that one slide? <laughs> I, cho- I chose to, I chose to spare you. It's okay because I, I I very well know that cheering for L three uh, is going to earn the scorn of the majority of people on my timeline because that is such a bitter rivalry for anybody that doesn't have an ounce of Mexican heritage and for some that do and choose not to root for Mexico it might yeah. be even worse so I I full well know that me losing my mind is okay we're teeing techs up here just to start taking pot shots at them and I definitely had a few that came in here uh, I had one comment it was like just fuck finish something and then somebody it's like well hopefully they finish their world cup stint after this game i'm like you yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> you walked right into it <laughs> i know <laughs> so you know it, it just happens but you know now i'm not used to being you know quote unquote done with like rooting interest this early uh, because usually Germany will be able to bandwagon me for a little while. So now it's just, hey, let's let's just see pure chaos, man. Australia all the way. Australia, Japan final. Let's go. Can we make that happen? <laughs> I, I would honestly say just keep an eye on Japan and South Korea. Like when it comes to tournament mode, they're like some of the best conditioned teams out of everyone in on the planet. Like we're we're, we're honestly, it, were it not for Peru being in the World Cup because their conditioning is out of control. Uh, but these Asian teams, man, like they will just let you do whatever you do for most of the game. First half, maybe the first 60. Uh, but that's when they kick your ass. Now, that's essentially mm. when they say, okay, we've seen everything we need to see here. Let's start putting our line formations and inserting these different, they, they pull out these, like these hidden V's that, that that's something that Japan has always does. Cause Japan's coach, uh, for something like 20 years was Brazilian, uh, was a, was a Brazil soccer star. Um, so they they have incorporated these like triangular like shifts uh, that that are so sneaky good and happen so fast inside the box. I I know that it seemed like what the hell happened against Costa Rica, but they probably just took that game off. Like I'm pretty sure they were content to be like I don't know. I mean we'll see what Costa Rica does. And then when they when it was over, they were like, Hey guys, did you see they score two goals on us? And they were like, Yeah. Oh well. 
Um, I, I, yeah. they're, they're, and, and that's they're, traditional for the group stage of the tournament. When you know you're safe, you yep. you you hold back a little bit because unless you like really want to knock somebody else in your group out for fear of maybe seeing them in a later round. But Japan's yeah. not thinking that far ahead. They're they're just like, hey, we, we're making it to the knockout stage. Let's make sure we don't because conditioning is a big part of it. I mean, take a look at the U.S. They look like they stayed up later than I have all night long. They were raggedy ass, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's just what happens. And, and, you know, uh, you only get so many substitutes in a game and you have to be extremely strategic about it. And it it depends on, hey, you know, I would love to give this guy rest, but oh, sorry, can't give you rest defender because I really need fresh legs in on the attack because, hey, we're trailing by a couple goals and now we're fighting for our life. So uh, I'm going to leave you out there dying and hope that Mm -hmm. you don't die and let a goal in. And that's just the way it goes. So, yeah, I mean, tournament play is a whole different beast. And now that I've watched more soccer and have watched more Premier League as well to see the difference, I was like, oh, that's endurance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like (laughs) now, now I get it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, you can just ask uh, Tyler Adams uh, was in in the first round in the third match. And then uh, Musa. Uh, I, I believe it was against England. I, I, the last ten minutes, both of them became like just utterly useless because you know that that's kind of what it takes. Um, but yeah, man, again, they're young, and and I know that's what everyone's kind of talking point about the U.S. is going to be is that they're young and they got a lot a lot ahead of them. But the truth of the matter is, is that Concacaf is a fucking shit show, and the time is now. Uh, if your best competition in that league right now is fucking Canada, who put up uh, zero points in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry. I mean, I feel confident that you're going to get the next couple opportunities. And of course, the next one is the big one that you hope. So get your yeah. together. Exactly. And that's what everybody is. You know, if you're looking towards gearing up, I mean, heck, I'm going to I will have uh, I don't know if the U.S. will be in my backyard, but, you know, Jerry World will be hosting a game. I will be there. And if the U.S. are going to be out in the Arlington area, I definitely hope they have it together. And there's some young star that is, you know, a, a true nine that they can get out there and actually, you know, be that kind of finisher and and star that really the U.S. needs because, uh, you know, Pulisic, as good as he is, that's not his game. And and I was just begging after a while, I'm like, dude, just be selfish. I know it's not you, just you're the best one. Just shoot. I don't give a anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then he started taking the best shots outside the box. I'm like, okay, I won't begrudge you for doing it, but damn it, I, it's so bad. And this is the best we can get right now. Yeah, it's too late, man. It's too late. Yeah, but it's it, like it's, uh, it was more fun to watch the team uh, now yeah. that we do have world class players. Like we actually have, um, you know, a popular sports radio topics. Also, what if like LeBron James played soccer? Like our best athletes went yeah. and played soccer. Well, we fucking got them now. Like there's some really good yeah. athletes that are out there. So it's more fun to watch. And like you said, the parody is awesome. And I tell you what, you know, uh, I knew this cup or i should have known this cup was going to be different when i woke up one morning i was like excuse me saudi arabia did what to messi yeah <laughs> he the floor with his ass unbelievable yeah. it's been fun though i've been i've been really enjoying it not yeah, as much have... as the rest, maybe not as much well no i would say it's it's been a great compliment to college football ending 
Yes, it has been. And, you know, that's a great transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what, what question to ask you? Have you missed the week to week podcasting? Absolutely not. Okay. Now, yeah. <laughs> yes. th- this is, this is multiple. Okay. This is not just because, oh, the work, oh, the grind. No, no, no. It's because specifically this season, my dude, we would have, I don't know, had, I might have stroked out after week three. You know, like just by the time we arrived at the point where the Marshall loss was pretty much in hand, that moment of having having to have to re- relive and rediscuss that moment immediately following it, man, that probably would have broken me because that loss hit me for like at least six or seven days. I was just, you can ask my wife, I was an unpleasant fucking person for so long after that point. And, and, and then it, Stanford happened. <laughs> Yeah, but then, but that's the thing. Then Stanford happened, and you say it like, "Oh," and then that I say it as a Stanford set my ass free. That that was actually the moment where it was like, "Ah, okay, I see what we have here a a a team that deserves no expectations." That's essentially what <laughs> what it what it became for me because you know it it, it was an exciting year. Uh, with all the storylines, you know, all the drama you could have probably managed to work in without it all being everybody's injured and we're four and eight. Uh, but man, like just the, the expenses like and, and the, the sanity, the frustration, like I, it wasn't worth it. So after Marshall, like there was a lot of introspection I had to do. And it was like, I'm, I, I, you can, I, you have no idea, man, how many times I said to my wife, I am so fucked glad i'm not podcasting after this <laughs> just this whole just <laughs> just it was just it would have you you get it man it would have hurt it would have hurt to have to like then on top of everything set up the podcast make sure we coordinate our time correctly make sure all of our setup is correct no there's no technical bullshit make sure i'm quiet enough because my room is adjacent to my baby's room like it it, it just it's too it would have been just too fun to then have to do all that on top of it i'm I'm glad we got to just kind of experience it and go the fuck to sleep that was my favorite part (laughs) yeah exactly uh i remember like some of the podcasts i've done for extra life uh i was interviewing uh one person uh and she she had hosted stuff it's like oh you could get this up in the morning i'm like no 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 i retired from all that like this is not time sensitive It's it's recorded on the show because yeah it's it's nice to do more evergreen stuff and not feel like you have to hit a deadline and you know it uh, it's it's not that it wasn't fun to do it but man it was just it was very nice to just be well that sucked and then move the fuck on. moving on moving on what for dinner what are we doing later you know what I mean like it, it just having the ability to eject. You know, just completely eject from the sport after you were done consuming it. Uh, I think that you you forget how how much you can appreciate having uh, like bandwidth for doing stuff like that because it really just makes making room for all your other actual life stuff not stressful at all because there's nothing else to balance. So it's like, okay, I can just okay, football's over now. You know baby or family or outing uh you know whatever the fuck like no without having the 
are we going to be late or, you know, what time am I going to start? Blah, blah, blah. It, it just, it's a totally different dynamic. Highly recommend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't feel like you have to start planning your life around it. And it's been, you know, I mean, hell, I, that's why I have like an actual fucking door on my office now is because that, that wouldn't have happened normally. Like I've been, while we were working on the house, I had the game on the iPad, like Boston College and Notre Dame, and I was like yeah. half paying attention to it, which it was the perfect game to be able to do that. It was just like, oh, we're kicking their ass. Okay, whatever. Like, I didn't have to like, oh, but I got to like focus on what am I going to say about it? And it was just yeah. so nice to be. What are my hey, storylines? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to like extend the whole bit about the snow because that's like all anybody's going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, like even doing stuff on the house. Uh, you know, thinking about doing vacations or, you know, heck, the kids have birthday parties and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, this over the game? Eh, whatever. I'll I'll watch it on delay. It's fine. I'll, I'll eventually get to it. It's not a big deal. I mean, deal. basically, yeah. Like, sometimes it was just that. Like, I, you know, you just... I'll 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 get to or I'll, I'll, I can get... I can skip to where I need to be with key plays or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it just... It was just so much... So much easier to consume... Um, and then, of course, you know, like when when Ohio State was okay, maybe this team is better than we think. And then all of a sudden, Marshall was like, "I'm upset that I follow this team." Um, <laughs> and, and, and once I got to Stanford, it was like, you know, Chris uh, asks you know, Chris, uh, breaks of Mallow. He asks every every following morning, "How are we feeling?" And oh, yeah. that that day. I said to him after Stanford, I said, I feel oddly liberated because like, I just don't have to look at Notre Dame and say, where are they at? How are they going to finish? You know, who are they going to beat anymore? Now that they lost to Marshall and Stanford, it doesn't matter what they do here or now. Everyone's going to say, so what? Everybody, you know, including yeah. most fans, they're just going to say, so what? They lost to Marshall and Stanford. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And, and it's true, just true to fucking form. You know, every national podcast, even including, you know, a lot of the beat reporter podcasts for Notre Dame themselves, they always complained about Notre Dame no matter what they did during that win streak. It doesn't matter. Even, you know, when they beat Syracuse and Clemson, like, as much as you should have enjoyed that, it just felt like nobody but the people who are willing to separate their emotions from what the team is, quote unquote, supposed to be could enjoy it. It's like, you know, it, at that point, you know, it, it, it was, it was not worth investing is really like the, the emotional stress, the emotional, like reactive you know, reactionary energy at that point, just might as well conserve it because it's going nowhere. You know, nothing, nothing you believe about what you think about the team is at that point is really going to hold truth anyway, because by the end of the season, most of these are going to transfer, which you know, to me, it was the most obvious one was Drew Pine. Like after his first four starts, it yeah. was like this dude's like a Mac quarterback, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that 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 was the sentiment. So it's like it it was all just so so plainly clear to me after Stanford. Like I just had you know just a perfect layout in my brain of like none of this matters. All of it's gonna just fall where it's gonna fall. And yeah, we may beat the out of Clemson, which is what you know they did, even though I expected it. And we may lose the USC, which is again what they did, even though I expected it. But it didn't really have to then also hit me. You know, it didn't have to affect me. It didn't have to, you know, piss in my Cheerios or or right. or add mar- or add marshmallows, depending on whichever you want, however you want to say. It. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it just it was a thing that happened to Notre Dame, a team for which I feel a great deal of passion, but also 
an, a great deal of understanding, empathy, and patience at this point. Because it's like, what are we talking about? A first-year head coach and a bunch of dummies kind of guessing their way around each other and hoping everybody's right. Like, okay, well, they'll get it. They'll figure it out. Yeah, there's, first, not, there's no point. A first-year head coach, uh, an offensive coordinator that's only been there for like a cup of coffee, basically. And yeah. and and you're Al bringing Golden. back, come on, you know, guys. <laughs> Al Golden from the NFL. And by the way, you got a backup quarterback now that you weren't expecting to play. Uh, so everything goes a little bit haywire. And you know, Avery Davis, you know, he gets injured for the season too. Hey, that was going to be one of your top receivers. Oh, whoops, he's gone now too. So there is a whole lot that happened. And yeah, I remember like I was I was bummed about the SC game. But I definitely wasn't like furious about it. A lot of it no. had to do with like, well, well, shit, it's just Caleb Williams is just having one of those games, and and it's like I've watched a lot of SC playing, you know, just you know, not like I, I used to, like, oh, I got to scout it out so I can talk intelligently about it. But he didn't do that kind of shit to other teams. Like he, no, no. he just decided it was this one game he was going to play out of his mind. And he wasted it all on Notre Dame because he tried the same shit against Utah. And Utah's like, oh, no, 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 no. He ain't going to do that twice in a row, which it, it was great. Um, especially uh, the uh, all-time. I, I can, I, I think I embrace the petty even more now from other people uh, because the, the Utah, did you see the tweet after uh, Utah won? He didn't even finish the game. I was asleep. <laughs> so so you, you've seen how uh caleb williams these past couple of games you know they've zoomed in on his fingernails yeah, yeah, yeah where he had like he had like nd and then he had utah well yeah. utah took an image of that and photoshopped on his fingernails back to back Oh, got him! <laughs> oh, that was yeah, so man. good when I saw that last night. That was that was absolutely beautiful. Petty, uh, because I it, love it. Just it, it feeds the it feeds the energy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's like you know. I normally I'd be like, damn it, that should have been us. I'm so mad it wasn't us. Now I'm like, oh, this is great man. <laughs> now it's like fuck them. Good. I'm glad this happened to them. I'm glad we all get to celebrate. Let's all high five and then I'll make sure we go watch the latest TCU Horn Frog trip out video. Uh, it's just the internet. The internet presence, man. This season, this this year in particular, has been extremely on point. I, I, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, man. Like I, I think the USC game for Notre Dame was just. I, I call it a vibes game, bro. Like it, it, you walk in, the vibes are wrong. The vibes are all on the wrong side. And the vibes never stopped. You know, at that point, it was like, okay, if we lose by less than twenty, I'll be I'll be fine with it. And which we did, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's now it's kind of a. Uh, let, let's get to the let's get to bowl season just so that we can all you know be up mostly off of work you know and and, and eat, eating too much food and watching football in the middle of the day uh, but let's not let's also not try to put too much weight on what happens at the bowl game because as we saw you know even coming off of last off last bowl season oklahoma state that that loss meant f- nothing they were trash mm-hmm. um so you know i i'm just i'm looking forward to seeing what decisions get made really between now uh and, and next season and you know obviously quarterback all, all that stuff but you know the the rest of it I, I i'm not sitting here trying to 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 go back and now let's litigate each coordinator's performance and now let's talk right. about you know what al golden's actual kind of contributions i don't i just, just stop let's see who the staff agrees deserves to stay on staff or needs to stay on staff or should stay on staff and you know, whoever the fuck wants to leave, goodbye. Can't stop. We can't stop. Whoever, both player and coaches included. 
mentally prepare yourself for this team to look look, look weird and different next year, and that needs to be fine. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll it'll definitely look different because you know you know Buckner. Uh, I would say now that he's gotten as many injuries as he has, is you know it can't be a sure thing, especially since he had looked shaky uh, with Marshall. Uh, so, and who knows, we may get to see him at the bowl game. Apparently he's actually fucking practicing now. So it, that will be wild. It's like, oh, we, we begin and end at the same point of, of trying to see what Buckner's got, uh, on a, on a national stage. Uh, not as big as one as Ohio state, obviously, but you know, uh, imagine, I even think now it's like, imagine if we had beat Ohio state and we were hanging on to that. And then we watched Michigan boat race them. Like then everybody would have been like, huh? Are, are we really feeling good about this? Like, kind of like Clemson, you know? I still feel great about, you know, the Clemson win because it was still, you know, fun in the moment it happened. But, you know, when they got curbs off by South Carolina, it's just like, oh, huh. Well, that kind of sucks. But, oh, well. <laughs> you know, but, like, see, that, that's the thing. Like, in, in I feel like in years prior, we were conditioned to have that response because it, that means it affected our resume. But, bro, our resume... Man, our resume could have said, you know, the, my last job was I worked two weeks at a McDonald's and got fired for stealing. I, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the year was lost so many weeks ago. And yeah. it was just like, whatever. Good. I'm glad. Fuck you, Dabo. Eat shit. That, that's all I cared about. At the, you know, that, at the end of the day, that was my sentiment. Not only did we break him to the point where he was like, this is the most disappointed I've ever been as a head coach. Oh my, my balls we got her asses whooped. <laughs> yeah. But then on top of that, on top of that, South Carolina and Shane Beamer's ass, the, ho- the, the ghost of Frank Beamer's <laughs> legacy coming back to shit all over Dabo again. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love Clemsoning's back. Clemsoning yeah. <laughs> is back. That's right. Uh, amazing. And that was the exact kind of game they would lose against a like barely middle of the road South Carolina team. And South Carolina <laughs> pissed at people's Cheerios too. They did it to Tennessee as well. Just uh, like Miami to accidentally beat Clemson. But you know, we all know Miami. Yes. Then on top of everything, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like seeing uh, that, you know, teams that I guess like orange, shouldn't <laughs> maybe they should reevaluate maybe that's the lesson oh yeah. no i mean there's uh you know uh, college football in general i was happy that uh bk got blocked out of the playoffs because jimbo decided he was going to coach one game effectively this season and it just happened to be against bk so you know it was fun <laughs> i enjoy hearing that from your perspective as a texas a&m like pseudo fan no fan. i know you're a fan but i'm just saying um but because from my perspective I saw Brian Kelly being kicked out of the playoff by him just calling a stupid garbage game because he's a stupid garbage person. Um, that, that was my perspective. I completely forgot that Jimbo Fisher, you know, was sitting there like, you know, throwing his crawfish shells at, at, at Brian Kelly's forehead across the table being like, why aren't you eating your food? Why aren't you eating your food? Why aren't you eating your food? I got all this money. Well, how much money you got? <laughs> just just basically clowning him like an older brother and being like, oh, you just got here? <laughs> Let me show you around. It was funny when we re- recorded the the bye week podcast because uh, we we got on the topic of Jimbo. They're like, "Oh God, you know, BK could end up sneaking his way in the playoff." I said, "You know what? It's like mm-hmm. this is the kind of game Dabo would win and Brian Kelly would lose. <laughs> like 
Both these things are very true, and we've seen it happen before, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I, I was not very surprised all the way to the money line. Yeah. <laughs> I just Ka-ching. didn't think it would hit as comfortably as it did. Uh, I just wish we had you know, been a little bit more competitive against SC so I could take a little bit more joy in it. But you know what? Um, we got spared from like a nightmare Notre Dame fan scenario where Michigan, Southern Cal, and BK were going to be in the playoff. Like, just yeah, yeah, that, that, like, I could divorce myself from emotions, but I'd be like, I know, I, 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 it would ruin bowl season for me. It's like this all ends with gross. I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> all that shit sandwich we'd need on top was like Charlie Weiss is George's offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? They're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, that, that would have sucked. That would have sucked balls. Uh, but at the same time, you know, whatever. Like I, I have this, I had to, I had to like look down the actual schedule and maybe three or four weeks ago, I had to say to myself like, okay, Shane, be a reasonable adult human male in your household and accept the fact that Michigan might make it to the college football playoff national championship game. Just look in your face, look in your eyes in the mirror now and say it to yourself once or twice, Michigan might make the national championship and just be okay with it, you know, because you know, there's, there's, there's nothing to win. (laughs) There's nothing, there's no, there's nothing to gain, you know, other than the hopeful and inevitability that Georgia will stomp the living dog out of them. But that's, that's kind of like, you know, that's, that was, that was my narrative for dealing with this for the most part. I honestly, like, I, I don't know why I I expected Texas A&M to be LSU. Like I just kind of had it in my head. I was like, I was watching ESPN while uh, feeding my, my kid a bottle. And like, I forget who the fuck came on and was like, well, we might be seeing LSU. We should be seeing LSU in the playoff. I think it's important that we give, you know, every team that, that won their way through, they beat Bama. And, you know, all they got to do is beat Texas and Texas and AM's garbage. So we're going to be seeing LSU in the playoff. And I just, I remember saying to myself, I was like, no, we won't. <laughs> I don't really remember <laughs> what, <laughs> I don't really, I, I had no, I didn't even think it through. I just remember hearing, I remembered hearing that and looking up from my kid and laughing. Like, no, d- you'll see, you'll see. And, you know, true to form, uh, all, all, all results held. Yeah, because do you remember that time long ago where Deshaun Kaiser was taking a Notre Dame team into Stanford, and all they had to do was beat a mediocre Stanford team, and they could probably get into the playoff, and what happened? I mean, we've seen the movie before. (laughs) It's not like we're surprised. It's like, unless this, unless BK's undefeated, it ain't happening. So, the... Like, and I think that's what's going to make tonight's SEC game, like title game, kind of hilarious because it really doesn't fucking matter at all. Nope. nope. <laughs> so I have no idea what to expect. And, and that's got to be kind of glorious because if there's one thing we've always wondered about BK is, is how he actually manages to motivate teams in situations where it just looks like they're sleepwalking through it. God, does this feel like a sleepwalking game, even though they're playing freaking Georgia? Yeah, I, I, I don't see him getting up for it. I think Georgia's going to win by like 20 points. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be over by like the start of the uh, halfway through the, the third or so, maybe even halftime. But I feel like Georgia's going to do what they do, which is like, okay, this is a, a relatively decent opponent who thinks they're kind of hot. Sh- and up until recently was in the top five and it's like oh yeah okay because it would be really really embarrassing if we put up like 45 points on them 
do you think we can do that, Stetson? You know, that's essentially what's going to happen. It'd be, be a shame if we really pants you in front of the whole nation. It'd be a real shame if we did yeah. that. Yeah, there's going to be I, – I genuinely believe in, you know, I, I think there's a lot of mystery and allure to like, ooh, what do they actually say in the, in the locker room? And, you know, what did you tell your players? Like all the, fucking, all the media members love to, love to uh, tickle that narrative in all of their uh, opening press conferences. What, do you, what did you say to that? And the post-game press conferences. What did you say to the team at halftime? I really got them going to change things in the second half or whatever. I think it's. I think we overthink it, dude. I think I genuinely believe these guys walk into these locker rooms and say exactly what we think they say. And I think that genuinely, that this week they were all like, "Let's welcome Brian Kelly's fat pink ass to the SEC this week. Let's welcome his ass to the SEC." And at the end of the game, everybody say, "Welcome to the SEC." Say it to all their players. Say it to all their coaches. Say it to their. They're random staff holding up water bottles. Tell them all, welcome to the SEC. That's what we're going to do this week. I promise you. <laughs> no, it's uh, not too far from the truth. When you decide to, I mean, Weiss had some similar things. I remember uh, when, you know, uh, what was it? I think it was Pitt. Yeah, it was the first game was they played Pitt. He said, you know, what he said is like, you know, everybody around the nation is, you know, saying this and that about you. It's like, but you know what they're going to say? You guys are going to go in there. You're going to kick the shit out of pit. And they're going to go, holy shit, Notre Dame's actually a good football team. That's what mm-hmm. they're going to say. Holy shit, we're a good football team. And by God, if they didn't, like, leave <laughs> practice and come back from pit with that kind of swagger. Now, does it always work? No, of course not. But yeah, they do say exactly what you think they say. Um, for the most part, if they they want to get them fired up, it's the Lou Holtz save Jimmy Johnson's ass for me, right? Like they know how to push players' buttons and and, and heads. Yes, they they, yeah. they know what to do. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They they know how to play the game. Um, and and even like uh like the green jersey game, one of the coolest things I thought White said in that thing was it's like, you know what? I it's like I had ordered these a long time ago. I wanted to do it because I remember what it was like for me as a fan. It said, but I, I was worried about doing it because I didn't want it to look like some ridiculous ploy. Now, mind you, this is the same guy that grew a f- you know garden out in the yeah. press field. <laughs> Saying he didn't want to do a ploy, right? But he said, it's like, but you know what? You want to know why I did it? I said, he just looked around the room. It's like, because I know you're going to win the game today. And just walked off. And everybody just, like, lost their damn minds. And, of course, we we know how it ended. And the the post-game was was not as jubilant (laughs) in the locker room. Oh, God, I've, I've... Never wanted to give a hug to anybody more than uh, Ambrose Wooden. Just Jesus Christ, I felt so bad for him. Yikes! Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, so I, I love that BK kind of got you know his his little helping. Like, look, he's still going to be good. I know he is, and that's kind of infuriating. We're still going to be disappointed. We're still yeah, going to be disappointed. It's, it's hard to be bad at LSU. I mean, you basically had to be Coach O and not realize what you were doing, and. <laughs> You know, it can happen. And, you know, Les Miles just eventually just stopped giving a shit. I mean, that's basically how you feel at an institution like that. And who knows? Maybe BK hits that. I am so done with all this because he's he's getting up there. He's he's making his run for a title. That's the whole point. He's getting a lot of money. He wants a title and then he's ready to go off forever. That's the plan. Pretty much. (laughs) 
I mean, once they, I feel like once you get to a certain level of money, it's like, what else is there to work on? I don't know, man. Just get your national title and then what? Like, I don't know. Then we'll just jet ski into the sunset. How about that? Yeah, you know, I guess? That's Jimbo. You, you just recruit a class, get overhyped, and then don't make a bowl game. That's, that's what you do when you make that much money. Jet ski. All right, let's <laughs> ask you a really important thing. How's the new Pokemon? I love it. I'll be honest, man. I, I, okay, so I don't know. Have you played any at all? I have not. I have not played any at all yet. It, it may be something that arrives in this house around Christmas time. I'm, I haven't made that decision yet. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Santa, you mean, has not chosen. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so what I'll say is there is a very significant distinction between the two. You know, as normally the different versions have like version exclusives and that kind of stuff. This time, there are vast numbers of differences. So not only is your professor different, not only um, is your uh, mount, as you would call it, your in-game mount is different, but I mean, there's also storylines that are affected by which one you choose because of the, I want to use the word gimmick uh, of this game. Um you know, in, in Sword and Shield, uh, you had things like, you know, Dynamax, Gigantamax, mm. that kind of stuff. Um, you didn't really see mass outbreaks or anything like that. Mass outbreaks started in Legends Arceus, uh, where there would be uh, mass outbreaks of a single Pokemon that would spawn over and over and over and over and over again until uh, sometimes you can get shinies, uh, giant ones, alpha versions, etc. Uh, this, in this game, the gimmick is kind of. I don't really know if it's a spoiler. I, I don't think it really is, but it's essentially time-based. It's it's like a past and future type gimmick. Mm. Um, so the way or the kinds of Pokemon you encounter because of this depend on that gimmick. And one game focuses on one end of the spectrum and the other game focuses on the other. So it's kind of a which one you get kind of gives you more of an inclination towards the past versus an inclination towards the future. Um I think there are still crossovers where you can kind of uh, mix and match, but I, I don't think that the storylines are the same, depending on kind of what you're into. You know what I mean? Like, I know I looked at it and I said I'm much more drawn towards the past gimmicks because, you know, that to me holds a lot more allure of like discovery and, you know, what could Pokemon in the past have looked like versus yeah, the future. You know? Digging into the lore of how the world was built, all yes, the world building. Yes. Whereas the future is is a lot of talking about like what changed. You know what what has what has uh, not only evolved. You know in, in the literal Pokemon sense, but like what in what in the, the the portrayal and adaptations of Pokemon also changed way into the future. Um, you know you, you don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't want to say more because I don't want to expose too much of what makes the two the most different. Um, I, it's it's important, I think, that you discover that on your own, depending on which one you stumble into, because that will make it much more badass when you come across the things that are in this game. Other than all those points being made, I fucking love everything about this game's design, dude. I love... I don't give a shit about the bugs. I don't give a shit about performance. I have literally never played a single game one time where I'm sitting there scrutinizing, oh no, choppiness, oh no, frame rate. I don't, I just, I've never cared one time it, that never will matter to me. I care about what the game's substance actually entails. I'm enjoying so far how it has started, how it open world is literally open world this time. You can just go wherever the fuck you want to go. Good luck. 
Um, yeah. I, uh, I know somebody in Extra Life that apparently like missed a gigantic chunk of the game by accident. <laughs> yep, you can do that. You can do that, and, and, and it's important that you... I think it's important that you balance it out because there's there's now there's three different main ways to go and three three kind of arcs to follow, but you can kind of keep hopping between the three at all times. Like once you start one, it doesn't matter. You can just go back, go to the next one and then go to the other one and then circle back around. That's kind of what I'm doing is I'm I'm dabbling in all three main storylines to start to see you know what the leveling is like, um, what the strategies are, you know what kind of. Uh, are any of the gym uh, gym leaders? Are any of the the team star people? Are, are they particularly difficult? Are these um, you know these expeditions that you go on? Like, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm just trying to test to see what allures me the most. And I ended up liking all three equally, so I'm just kind of doing all three at the same time. Um, and then, yeah, on top of that, it, it feeds me because then if I'm if I don't want to do either three, I can just make a left or turn the around and just wander and chances are you'll you'll see something on your map and you'll be like what the fuck is that and then you know you'll you'll get taken away it's 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 an it's an engaging and interesting way to go about learning this generation's pokemon what their names are what their types are how they match up um you know there's still obviously a ton of previous generation pokemon throughout the game um i you know like i, I you stumble across an eevee in the wild and you know obviously you bring back all your favorites um but i am i'm personally like it's the kind of game that fits perfectly in my schedule as a new parent because I can just put it up, pick it up, put it down and not really feel like I, you know, I'm struggling to remember where I was at or because it doesn't really matter. There's no real markers. There's nothing telling you where to go. You just kind of, it's breath of the wild, but you know, there's, there's storylines that you can kind of dabble in and it's all Pokemon based. It's, it's, it's to me like the perfect design for this, this generation uh, of consoles and I, I'm personally loving it. Yeah. And that actually sounds something my kid would get into as well. Cause he would forget, you know, Hey, what am I supposed to do next? I'm like, I don't know. Talk around. I forget where you work too, kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't it, know where you're supposed to go next. <laughs> like the game will tell you if you talk to the right people. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool, especially because, um, and I know the way he, he likes to play and explore games. You know, it's kind of like the, the the Minecraft sandbox type mentality. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he has, you know, quote unquote, grown up on games that didn't have these strict borders and, and paths that you had to follow. Like what we grew up on, like everything was really, you know, freaking linear. And it like blew your mind when you could branch out or then realize, hey, you just thought you were branching out, but you were actually on rails the whole time. Uh, which, you know, is a, right. a, a good little genre trick. Um, but yeah, you know, he's just, it's like, I should be able to go here. I should be able to go here. So that does sound like something that would, you know, pique his interest a little bit more. And I think hold his attention a bit more. Cause I know like he, when he finally decided, like um, he, he figured out enough of sword and shield, he just like plowed through the storyline, you know, just yeah, like, yeah, don't, yeah. Care. don't care. Just going to plow through it. Uh, I, it's like, I, I figured this out now. I, I'm just going to go and, and, and beat everything. And then one day he's like, dad, I beat it. It's like, you don't know what happened? Like, no, nope, not really. It's no. like, well, I only know like bits and pieces, but, and he like spoiled the ending for me. I'm like, damn it, dude, we got to talk about spoilers here. Okay. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, that was a Pokemon story. So it's not like I was like, oh my God, this was like well, earth yeah. shattering. It's not like freaking near or anything like that to where I'm like, it's like, how dare you ruin this for me? Um, but yeah, so that, that sounds really cool because 
Uh, basically, what I did uh, when Santa decided to deliver that, it was, hey, there's this two pack that you know Santa magically found somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Santa's note says, you know, you get to pick, and then I'll get the other one and kind of teach you how to to play. And that was like my reentry into the Pokemon world. Like, I don't count Go because that's a totally different thing. Uh, but really. Yeah, I, I hadn't really played Pokemon since, you know, the original ones were out because the the friends I had really weren't into it. So it just kind of oh. went by the wayside. So I got to get back into it along with him. And he, like, really surpassed me pretty freaking quick. Like, he's memorized uh, the weaknesses and charts better yeah. than I have now. I was like, damn, I'm, I'm impressed, kid. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you forget, dude, but when you're, like... Before the age of like fifteen, before really puberty starts, your brain is like a sponge, dude. Like I remember oh, yeah. memorizing the the original one fifty within the first day of getting the poster, and I could see all their names. I was like, okay, I got that done. Uh, the type advantages. It was like when in the first generation, it was like get a psychic Pokemon, kill everybody else. That's it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I vividly remember when my Butterfree evolved. And then it got its psychic first psychic attack. I'm like, holy crap! This, this little caterpillar not- owns. <laughs> yeah, in the first generation, psychic was broken, which is why in the second generation they had to come up with dark because they did, it had no weakness. Its only weakness was itself. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just as a child, you know, at that point, your your information exposure is so focused and pinpointed. You don't have noise or anything so if you're in, in, in endeavoring or you're focusing on an endeavor and a task that requires that you remember all that information that's why i loved pokemon so much as a kid because it it it, it flexed certain muscles in my brain that most other games did not challenge me to keep track of things like i had to like you know what types were in my party what types do certain gym leaders have you know what types do, does this trainer that keeps kicking my ass on this part of the game uh bust out that is what what are my deficiencies what don't uh you know if if this guy gets knocked out who's my backup you know how do they how can i keep them all alive at the same time without having to get anybody knocked out how do i time my turns all those things that you have to remember or like strategize around whether you think you're doing it or not that's part of why i love the mechanics of this game so much people look at it as like oh it's boring and straight through and you know you do the same thing over and over again like that's true against most you know Pokemon you find in the wild after a certain point because you're just over leveled and you you start mopping the floor with them. But there are points in the game where like you don't really unless you sit there and stand in the tall grass for four days leveling yourself up before you go in, you're gonna have to strategize. Otherwise, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Um, and I and I think that's that's part of you know what is so good about this series, especially with young children, is it kind of teaches you that there are five or six steps ahead without being boring like chess, you know, like where it's, you have to visualize, this is much more like obvious. And, you know, there's so much variety that you kind of get to pick your own strategy and most, no two teams are ever the same. Right. Yeah. It's been fun. And and my kid loves it. Like he likes satisfactory too. It's for the same reasons. He, he finds it very interesting that you can build like this network of thing to, to make parts. Is it like completely organized? Does he think about it the same way I do? Of course not. He's, no. he's a freaking kid. But 
he still gets enough of the concept and he enjoys the challenges like and he'll come up with solutions that I've never thought of. And uh, one of the things he did, like I was always uh, like to reach high places, I would just build ramps because you could build ramps in, on anything. Like as long as right. it's anchored to something, you can build it as high as it wa- you want without any supports. Well, so I'm like, oh, OK, so that's what I'll do anytime I need to reach a high place. What does my kid do? He builds a floor that builds a lookout tower that builds another floor after the lookout tower, builds another lookout tower above that. I'm like, <laughs> he's just huh. going up. I never thought he was like, you've actually made a, a, a series of ladders and that's actually kind of freaking smart. How did I not think of that? Because mm-hmm. if I, my ramp was too short, I'm like, I got to destroy it back up. Nope. My kid's just building him straight up to Ladder. where he needs to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like got this. It's like I was like, so where's the ramp? It's like, oh, just go up the lookout tower. I'm like, oh, I never wow. thought of that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. It is I enjoy it? So, so how is the little one doing? Speaking of of kids, because I know yeah. that now is uh past one or correct? No, no, he'll be ten months in two days. Oh God, I, I, it's accelerating time on you. I don't need to do that. It was fast enough as it is. Yeah, February he'll be a year old. Um, it's it's awesome, man. I spend every every day with him, you know, as I'm fortunate enough to work my job from home. Um, and it affords me kind of like my own schedule of timing. So I am able to spend his wake windows with him most of the time, not bogged down by things unless it's like, you know, unless it's early in a month or like a major slammed quarter or something. I'm, I'm pretty much just chilling with him. And then when he takes naps, I, I cram work and then, you know, so on and so forth. It's It's been awesome, man. He is a really good kid. He's got like positive energy. He's very happy, very smiley, very curious, very inquisitive, a little handsy. Uh, he, he, he takes fistfuls of the cats and, and, and the dog and, you know, they don't know what the hell's going on. So they kind of freak out, but they're getting used to it. You know, they're getting used to him drooling all over them because he likes to like give open mouth kisses to the animals. I'm not really sure what that's about, uh, but he'll, he'll just like put his mouth on their heads or on their, on their back and be like, ah. Um, but he's, he's great, man. He's, he's walking, he's starting walking already. Oh boy. He's, he's, he's got his little cart thing that he pushes and he's running around with it now. So soon he's going to be hands-free probably within a week or two, because it only took him two weeks to get from crawling to standing and walking, um, assisted at least. But yeah, he's, he's huge. You know, he's, he's, it's all flown by incredibly fast. He's growing faster than I can update the family pictures and the frames and shit. You know, it's, it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of change very fast, but also it's like the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. You know what I mean? Like you, you wake up and you, you feel like you're living it every day. So some days you may like not really be in it mentally where you're like, appreciating just how unbelievable it is to see this little helpless critter that your wife brings into the world or or that your partner brings in grow from this frail, you know, almost translucent yellowy skinned wrinkle ball up to this little dude with like fat wrists and like thick thighs running around your house. going, It's like, what the fuck man? Like I remember you know, when you couldn't even hold your head up and we were terrified to like swing you around too fast while walking. Like now, you know, if I'm making lunch and I'm holding you in my arm, like I have to like keep you away from my body 
like I'm holding a football, you know, at distance, because if not, you reach your fucking grubby hands in here and try to burn yourself or cut yourself on what I'm doing. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how fast that shit happened. Yeah. Um, it, it's like when I tell my oldest, like, God, I remember like it, when we like do a measurement or he's getting too big for clothes. It's like, God, I used to hold you like a football, man. Like yeah. you were tiny. <laughs> yeah, man, I used to hold you with just my hand and forearm. And now I'm sitting there like struggling to hold your 26 pound ass on my shoulder. I'm sitting here thinking like, I need to do more lifting on my, on my time off because this dude is outpacing uh, my rep weight, man. This is, this is, it's crazy. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I've tried to like attempting, even though I'm like having like the worst possible like diet over this marathon, (laughs) it always happens, but because I, I, it's hard to keep up with the kid. Like he started flag football this year and, uh, how old is is your oldest? I'm sorry. Seven. He's seven now. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy. Like organized sports, like didn't happen for me until I was like, what 10 or something like that uh so it's just it happened so much earlier now but like i i got roped into like being an assistant coach uh thinking i was just going to get to sit on the sidelines and, and just kind of enjoy things for a change so much for that um nope. you know and enjoy doing it but man like i would get just freaking tired like just coaching a flag football game oh my god i it's like <laughs> i need to like get a little bit like if my knees and my legs hurt this much just from like standing Oof. up, squatting and, you know, doing like a little bit of running here and there to demonstrate something to the kids or to run a quick drill with them. Like, uh, yeah, I got to change something like this. This is not going to get any easier, especially if my kids want to play baseball, too, because uh, it used to yeah. be when I grew up, it was T-ball and machine pitch. And the way they do it now is T-ball and coach pitch. So it's like, oh, oh shit. so I the last time I pitched was in college and <laughs> and and I was not in like baseball shape to do it. And right. I will never forget like pitching for the first time, like out of baseball shape and just feeling like I had been run over by a truck. So I can only <laughs> what, imagine oh. what it's going to be like when my 40 year old ass is, you know, by the time that happens, like I'm 40 up on a mound, just like trying to throw BP to a kid. And and then waking up the next morning, going, "Oh God, I hate life." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. They're not a sponsor. Maybe it could be. Have you? Do you have Peloton the app? I do not have Peloton the app. It, it can, depending on what your uh, your health insurance does, you may be able to get it uh, reimbursed because it's part of like healthcare, uh, health and the uh, maintenance and wellness, but. Um, I know they have that up here in Mass. Uh, I don't know about Texas, but that Peloton app, I, I, I don't give two shits about the bike. I never will. Um, I, I used to love riding bikes, so stationary bikes kind of irk me. But the Peloton app has these fifteen-minute classes, dude, that are a godsend because it's, you know, for someone like me, where like my time is extremely budgeted, I also hate working out for forty-five minutes an hour. Like I just hate right, having yeah. to do that much so 15 minutes this uh jess sims is now on 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 game day she's on college game day but she is a peloton instructor that's where she came from uh or that's where she was brought into the spotlight um her 15 minute classes dude are such brutal focused work but it's you know it's so good because you cram it into 15 minutes you do the same the same uh, six exercises or five exercises 
four times in a row. Um, you know, and by the time you're done, you're you you wish you were dead, but 15 minutes are gone, and you feel like you busted your ass. That to me has been the ultimate brain hack because you know, coming from a military background, I'm used to working out for hours and hours, and therefore I have a bad relationship with like in-home exercise. Uh, that and I've been injured multiple times. But these classes, dude, they're like it's such intense, explosive movement, but it's for such a short period of time. You know, you're obviously not going to do every rep the first couple times you do it, but I feel like that would I would highly recommend that you look into if you do want to do something like that. Her classes are good, the music is good. Um, you know, the, the and and a lot of the times you don't even need weights or anything. You just do a mat and some water uh, because it is that intense. Um, you know, you may not love burpees, but you know, she'll she'll cram a couple in there into those 15 minutes, and like you'll feel like you're dying, but then at the end, like I, I don't do anything else anymore. Like I, I sometimes will do a little extra ab work, but like that has been the extent of what I've needed, and I do it every other day, and it's been perfect, man. It just keeps me not not bloated, not doughy, you know, and definitely has helped with the joint pain in particular, man. Knees and ankles. Those are like my biggest problem areas. That shit has been has made all the difference, you know. Just 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 doing a little light work worth worth looking into. Worth yeah, looking I'll definitely take a look into it. Like most of what I do now, uh, I tell you what, uh, working on this damn house has been a one hell of a workout uh, I've for seen your a while, threads, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's been helping. Uh, but uh, you know, we also live next to a park, so I'm able to get out, uh, move around. Uh, we had some neighbors that moved, so like, hey, we don't want these bikes anymore, so we got bikes. I got a, you know, a, a desktop stationary one where I could actually put like my laptop on or, you know, a, uh, I don't know, it works, you know, to rest your arms if you decide, I don't know, to put a steam deck or switch on too, you know, it, it kind of works that way as well. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's lots of different things I'm able to do here or there uh, as well. Uh, but I'll have to look into that because I know my wife does, um, you know, she knows somebody uh, from back in Springfield, uh, her hometown uh, that does some of that stuff. And it's like, shorter but like focused intense strength training type stuff so we we do have some weights and dumbbells around here i've done a few of those workouts too and oh they will kick my ass uh to say the least but yeah it's getting there i i'm in better shape than i was uh a few months ago which is all that matters so when i'm like okay something's got to change hey man it's slow and steady slow and steady exactly well, well, my friend, I am so glad uh, you were able to take the time to chat. Uh, I don't want to keep you away from your family too long. Uh, I and I also it. think I, yeah, I have my my wife is like, hey, I need to like ask you a couple things because uh, she's still like, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Well, <laughs> my lunches have been so. As an example, have you seen? Did you see the like sad ass excuse for like kind of nachos that I no subjected uh, myself to? Oh no. So. So this came from the that Notre Dame cookbook, that like 1970s monstrosity that kind of got shared no. around Twitter a couple oh, years right. ago. So this is called Tango Turkey, and it said to take. I was like, "Well, we got turkey, you know, leftovers that we we got to get rid of them, or they're going to be no good." And it's like, take that, some cheese spread, and Worcester sauce, and there yeah, you okay, go. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold Worcester on, Worcestershire. No, 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 no. Let let me just. It's much easier than people think it is. It, it's okay. so simple because there's a town here with the same name. Two towns. Oh, there are, is. It, yes, it's just Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce. It's, Worcester. It's, it's, Worcester. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people would say Worcestershire, but it's just there's there's a it's, 
so for some reason you silence a middle uh you you silence the middle a whole chunk of the word <laughs> syllable yeah so like wuss <laughs> you say worcestershire right it's yeah it's it's the the, the yeah the 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 part of the word <laughs> is not stirshire it's it's they just make it a stir stir like stir it's worcester so well i have we, learned something today yeah worcester we we live in a town we, we there's a town in in massachusetts called worcester and the sauce is also worcester worcester sauce it's i don't i don't know why but it's something that very it's very new england i've been i've been yeah, crammed about it New England they, people people look at me and they're like you sound weird where are you from i'm like okay you know what i'm sorry your your words have 19 letters that go unused i'm sorry <laughs> sorry sorry we didn't all get the, the memo <laughs> but yeah apparently it's some shit like that oh man yeah so anyway it's a little bit of that and they put it on potato chips i'm like i like what the hell is a sharp cheddar cheese spread it's like i, I only thing, you know, I know that's a cheese spread is like pimento cheese spread. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a jar of that for a bit. I was like, no. you told me to buy, you, you told me to buy sharp cheese. It's like, okay, I know like lazy ass nachos when I see it, buddy. So I, I just got like some sharp cheddar cheese, the turkey, mixed a little bit of the Worcester sauce in it and threw it in the oven, pulled it out and regretted every minute of that, uh, that every bite of that. Uh, I ate it during the second half of the World Cup game, which, you know, kind of appropriately fit. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but, yes, sir, um, thank you so much for joining. Always good to talk with you. Glad the family's doing well. Send them my best. And, yeah, brace yourself for when the kid uh, gets mobile and when the words uh, start forming sentences because then it's only, like, halfway. Uh, you're, you're right next to them running away from you and then talking back to you. And it's there's a whole other <laughs> hell yeah. alongside that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been told, but you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We we talked to him very plainly. You know, that's that's been one thing we've been very very keen on stressing oh, yeah. is that we don't do any weird baby talk. Every, we have our my 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 wife my wife's brother and his his girlfriend. Every time they come over, they'll be like, "Oh, who's the little baby?" I be like, oh, we we have to like look at them and be like, "Guys, stop doing that." Shit. Like he doesn't know what the fuck words you're saying. He's looking at us confused. <laughs> Because he's never heard widow, he doesn't know about babas. Like we don't, you, we just tell him exactly what the fuck everything is. Here's a bottle for you. Here's your pacifier. You know, get up off the chair. Like we don't, you know. I, I'm looking forward to him at least just having a standard understanding of what things on the planet are. Because you know I, I, that 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 has been something that we were really stressing. And he's he's trying words. Like you know, he's he's been trying to get mama out he's been trying to get cat out lately especially because you know every time we see the cat we'll be like hey look logan it's the cat and he'll look at us and he'll mouth and go like you know like he's uh-huh. he's, he's trying to get it but yeah i i i we're, we're i know it's like a it's a it's a double-edged sword but i'm waiting for it to plunge right into my heart and i think it's going to be awesome yeah it, it will every it's, it's always a new hell but a, a new bit of heaven with it as well so it's 
Yeah, it's you're you're getting the full experience. You 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 get you've forgotten the taste. It's the same thing, just with different uh, facets in it. So <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, man. Well, you take care. I'm gonna try to to get back to this video game stuff in a little bit, and and then get some sleep at about what like seven hours or so. Watch a little bit of football. Yeah. Oh, and Eddie's back, so now we definitely have to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> he says right, hi man. though in the chat <laughs> what's up alright well thank you Shane you have a great rest of the weekend and have uh, great holidays as well sir Take it easy. later All right, you too later <laughs> <laughs>